I V M. Today's episode can be distressing and listeners discretion is advised. This show is not for children and certainly not for light entertainment. You could listen to other episodes of the longest constitution for that. He set himself on fire, Rajiv Goswami, in 1990, a so-called upper caste student of DU Delhi University in protest against the Mandal Commission. the body is the site to be violated it is the site of experience humiliation and defiance hello and welcome to the podcast show the longest constitution where we map journeys people's journeys to figuring out what equality justice and liberty means to them and what are those experiences which shape them push them propel them and shame them and we are in the middle of looking at work so fundamental to life as well as dignity opportunity access discrimination in the last episode we saw how rupin bajaj deol an is officer was told to forget about it forget about it when kps gill a senior ips officer patted her bum hmm. but she did not forget she fought and it led to the supreme court in convicting a powerful man power isn't so cool when it is abused in today's episode we are looking at more gestures symbolic violent from self immolation to massacres how caste is always brought up when reservations are concerned and caste based politics is poo pooed but caste is in fact ubiquitous ha i was just waiting for an opportunity to use that word what it means is it's everywhere Okay, quick recollection that the term socially and educationally backward classes occurs in the constitution and our constitution is committed to social justice. The Mandal Commission was set up in 1979 and came out firmly in favor of reservations for the OBC, other backward classes. Now this is an administrative bureaucratic term, it's not really how a person self identifies. And the commission said that to treat unequals equally is to load the dice in favor of the equal and recommended a 27% reservations for the OBCs in public and administrative jobs. Now this report collected dust for another decade till the VP Singh government decided to implement it in 1990 amidst widespread protest from predictably so-called upper caste bastards. It wasn't just students protesting everywhere against the implementation of the Mandal Commission it was also in parliament in Lok Sabha Rajiv Gandhi launched this tirade against VP Singh's reservation policy and accused him of maintaining casteism upholding caste basically and said that this would perpetuate caste familiar and very common argument but when Sharad Yadav member of parliament rose to ask if anyone in the Lok Sabha aside from Rajiv Gandhi of course had an intercaste marriage not a single hand was raised there was silence which points that casteism is not just about reservations and that casteism is perpetuated in our everyday actions it is in fact visible in our social worlds who we follow on twitter who we don't follow on twitter who we hang out with and who we marry what we consider cool and what we don't consider cool is shaped by power and hierarchy So when sociologists such as Andre Bitey and M N Srinivas categorized reservation as caste politics sort of suggesting that caste exists only in politics one would have to be a little blind not to see everyday casteism casteist crimes like forced to eat shit 
paraded naked poisoned water trash dumped outside your home forced labor not allowed to wear new clothes fellow citizens this is what our fellow citizens do to our fellow citizens a day doesn't pass when a caste based atrocity isn't reported in the newspapers well it was for that purpose that the 1989 prevention of atrocities act poa was brought in which for the first time and go have a look at the act to see the range of the hideous humiliating violence inflicted on citizens it recognizes caste anger backlash when any caste hierarchies are touched questioned or challenged and with that we zoom into kherlanji a village in maharashtra not too far from nagpur actually where a dispute broke out between the bhotmange family a land owning and educated dalit family and the landed kunbi marathas here's what happened in september 2006 surekha and her children were dragged out of their home she and her daughter priyanka were raped chili powder rods and sticks were forced into their vaginas they were stripped battered and paraded naked and eventually murdered in this brutal episode surekha's sons young boys roshan 21 sudhir 19 were also stripped mercilessly beaten and killed in cold blood in full public view but the investigation was botched it was slow In one of independent India's most horrific caste-based crimes, the lone survivor Bhayalal Bhutmangi was given a few lakhs as compensation for his family being lynched. Most importantly, the POA Act, which I just mentioned, wasn't invoked. Both the caste angle and the rapes were ruled out because it wasn't caste; it was just revenge. Revenge. So we get back to our familiar world: office, coffee, daftar. Colleagues, gossip, skirts, trousers, WhatsApp—the private sector—and within that, the organized sector is a really, really small, tiny, minuscule part of that workplace. Not more than ten percent of the total workforce. And if the pushback for reservations in such a small area is so severe, hmm, and that's all the Mandal Commission set out to do: ending the caste monopoly of organized sector jobs. recognizing the caste monopoly that has arisen from so-called lower castes being forbidden forbidden to access power wealth and status like wearing new clothes so in many ways the world is already reserved for the upper castes and yet the pushback was built on that rather vague and unexamined word merit merit is that shiny word held on to uphold an individual's claim to greatness merit talent So what makes a general category so meritorious the invisibles the invisible luxury of silence the invisible luxury of a quiet room to study in the invisible luxury of having literate parents the invisible luxury of a passport the luxury of reserving a table at a restaurant and the luxury of claiming castlessness so to argue against positive discrimination in the name of merit is to overlook one's own circumstances and we are circling swooping down connecting the dots between reservations caste and violence and the year is 2006 which culminated in several legal battles for Jessica Lal people stood up for Jessica Lal a model murdered in cold blood by Manu Sharma in 1999 
People stood up for Priyadarshini Mattu, a young lawyer raped and murdered by Santosh Kumar Singh, the son of an IPS officer in 1996. People campaigned, walked, demanded justice, upheld placards, appeared on TV shows for justice. But nobody stood up for Surekha and Priyanka for the Kailanji massacre because caste matters. And back to the Mandal Commission. In 1991, in spite of self-immolations and protests of the general category, the central government for the first time provided up to 27% reservations in central services and public sector undertakings. And it was this which was challenged by Indra Sani. And as we wrap up today's show, caste is in fact everywhere. Reservation policies are just a visible facet of that war. And we are looking at many things simultaneously. And that's what's so different about this podcast is that we are not doing the textbook thing of just caste or just sex or just gender. There is a complexity of the advance of the constitutional promise of fraternity. That's brotherhood or sisterhood. In the next episode, we will finally look at the Indrasani landmark judgment. Ismail Pakkayar Pakka and investigate further caste wars over laws. That's the longest constitution. Did you like the show? Share it because it's constitutional. Hold up. 